This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to an episode today that I think I... You look, if you had asked me when I first started lifting weights, I had no business making an episode titled How to Get Bigger Arms. Fortunately, to date, I have grown my arms significantly from when I started. Still, when I look in the mirror, there are still moments where I think to myself... Bro, do you even lift? Uh, but today is not one of those days. Uh, I have definitely increased size of my arms. I think you can speak to that as well, Raf. This is like those clickbait YouTube titles where it's like, how to get bigger arms from two guys that had tiny arms to start with. But it's true. <laughs> it's a Photoshop version of uh, before and after. But yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Um, but before we crack on to today's show, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about in terms of arm size. Probably some different stuff you maybe haven't heard before. Uh, some stuff we want to go into. And I think... Obviously, the stuff you'll benefit from is like we never we didn't have big arms. A lot of guys you see with massive arms, they already had massive arms. Like they're just naturally big dudes. But we've actually gone from stick to log, and so you will learn how to you'll learn the logging process today. But before we do, uh, we want to talk about two uh, or talk about a company that helps us increase our recovery dramatically. Um, there is a huge market for recovery tools at the moment: massage guns, foam rollers, balls, all that sort of stuff. There, there's honestly thousands tens of thousands of different of different products uh, and obviously that left room in the market for like an high end you know in the same way yeah. that there were tons of vacuum cleaners and home care and hair care Dyson was like cool we're just going to make the best stuff and we're going to be the most premium hair dryer the most premium vacuum cleaner this is what Hyperice has basically done for the recovery tools market yeah and you know I didn't if you listen to the after show you would have heard this but to round out a story from the after show the All Blacks had hyperized gear, destroyed mm. the Wallabies. Anyway, the Wallabies came back and won the next week. And obviously, I'm a bit of a tragic, so I'm looking at the videos after the game of the, like, inside the change rooms. Because one of the guys, he just hit 100 games. Okay. And he was doing his, like, speech, like, you know, thank you so much. Anyway, he had hyperize on. Oh, really? He had the elbow one. Oh, okay. Heat cold or hot? Uh, yeah, I think it's the, it keeps it warm. So, okay. it probably so had, like, had the a, heat. Probably a chronic injury with his elbow, so he had the heat. Uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but they didn't have it the week before. They lost by nearly 50 points, got hyperized the next week, and they won. Look, guys, we've used the, we used the gear. We've got members in the gym using the gear, and they've bought it for their home. That's how good it is. It's, it's, so it's, just, it's awesome. It's quiet. You've got massage guns, vibrating foam rollers, balls, heat packs, elbow packs. I especially like the Venom back. That is like a heat strap for your back. Everyone's different because, you know, everyone's got one thing they need it for. Different injuries. More, you know, yeah, yeah, like different problem areas. And if you're like me, you always have that lower back stiffness or just have trouble warming it up. That's why I use that that one every day. Yeah, so so we love that gear. Um, obviously, it is expensive, but you are buying the most premium end of the recovery market. And I do think if it's something that you can't afford, it's, it's a worthwhile tool getting, especially if you do have sore areas, tight areas, injuries, uh, and you're lazy with treating them. Uh, this is just a great way to kind of hack your recovery and you know make sure that you're looking after the quality of those tissues. So you guys can check it out at hyperice.com or in Australia, hyperice.com.au. Our code is MMP. That's going to get you 15% off any of the gear on the site. Again, the code is MMP. Just those three letters, 15% off the whole site. As well, guys, sponsoring the show today, True Coach, of course, the amazing one-on-one coaching software. So many people have transitioned to some kind of online model. We've obviously transitioned from Creature Fitness to Creature 2.0. Every client now has a True Coach account. Every client has an individualized program. And our coaches save so much time so much time programming on True Coach, and the delivery is better. It's faster. It's cleaner. Coaches can share programs between each other. We can copy templates. 
Um, people can take individualized programs, make templates of them, give them to someone else. It makes the whole process so smooth. Yeah, and, and to lead into this show, we've got we've written two. We didn't write one of our coaches wrote two awesome cycles for getting bigger arms, mm. like exact programs they for did. arms, and they sit in our true coach. And now, whenever someone's like, "Oh man, you know." Just would love bigger arms. Usually the guys in the gym, we just give them that program. Yeah. It takes us one minute in True Coach and they have a if personalized that. arms program. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, if you guys go to truecoach.co slash MMP, you will get that discount. Of course, you can use MMP as well. That is going to get you a discount when you go into the True Coach app. So um, check it out, guys. Truecoach.co slash MMP for that deal. Okay, cool. So uh, today, bigger arms. Now, this is obviously, I think, uh, more focused on guys. Uh, maybe some girls want bigger arms. Who knows? Yeah, more toned arms. Yeah, more toned. It's that muscles don't tone. They're growing tree. <laughs> uh, but regardless, we will give you tips today that can definitely grow the muscles in your arms. And obviously, these principles apply to all muscles. They still yeah. apply to calves and they still apply to quads. But obviously, for today, we're going to tweak a little bit of the content towards arm focus. So uh, really, I think the best place to start today, I think, is variety. I think one thing that you know I heard such and so early on uh, when I was you know, cutting my teeth as a coach and a programmer was uh, upper body requires more variety and more and different stimulus more often to make progress uh, and, and progress can be defined as in this context, growing the size of your muscles versus um, your lower body, which takes less variety. So you can squat and deadlift um, and lunge, you know, for far longer and increase the for amount of gains. Years. Yeah, and, and not need tons of variety. Whereas the upper body, and this is an observation made by James Fitzgerald, the founder of OPEX, um, and, you know, tons of people have agreed with him in the past, is that upper body just requires more variety for whatever reason. For, for maximizing your progress. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, obviously you could get gains doing four exercises. Yeah, yeah. But you just, it's going to respond so much better with way more variety. Yeah. And so when, with that variety in arms training, that is different variations of curls, um, different variations of obviously different tricep movements. And I think one person that's really opened my eyes to ways to train your arms was Eugene Teo as well. He has so many different exercises that target the arms in a, in a different plane, a different motion um, that I hadn't really thought of before. But digging into a lot of his stuff, I realized that the amount of variety that I was using, it's not even like tricep kickback, tricep press down, like overhead tricep press. Like, no, that's not variety. He has he has movements where you're not even extending the elbow. He has like the straight arm, yes. kind of like lat pull downs for the triceps variations there. Um, he's even just got like barbell movements where uh, I think it's called the, it's, it's, it's almost like a propeller, like with the barbell, yeah, kind of like one. swinging back and forth uh, for your biceps. So he's got all different variations on, because what he's looking at is understanding it from a movement perspective rather than a muscle's perspective. And he's trying to figure out, okay, what are the most ways that the arm moves and functions and how can I target those ranges? Yeah, and you should be training all of them. You know, I've, yeah. um, I have seen injuries disappear by training my arms in a different way, mm. you know, because you might just repetitively be training just your triceps, you know, one area of it much stronger than the other. And exactly like you said, you can train your triceps in like a pullover style movement without even bending at the elbow, mm. right? You can do all different grips. You can train your triceps with your um, shoulder blades engaged, so like your mid and lower traps engaged, you know, and that can help. Uh, different ways so there are so many different exercises for your arms and honestly arm exercises are so fun yeah like this is the one to <laughs> chuck in tons of variety and if you just curl and and do like some sort of elbow exercise for your triceps that you do every single time you're missing out on a ton yeah it's like the guys that have all oh, this my go-to bicep exercise my go-to tricep yeah. exercise and they just do it over and over and over again it's just like think about it like running right 
when you run, if you just run at the same pace every mm. single time, if you always pick up the 15s and do hammer curls, if you always go out for a five-kilometer jog and run at a six-minute kilometer pace or whatever, there's only so much progress you can make, right? And so the same idea is the uh, same logic you want to apply to your biceps, to your triceps, to your shoulders. Like these are, these are things you want to mix up constantly that you want to bring a lot of variety and progressive overload to. Uh, and that is where you'll see a lot of progress. Just like if you were trying to get faster at running, you would do intervals, you would do long runs, you would do stuff in the middle. So it's uh, you've got to treat it the same way. So I just hate it when everyone finishes the set with like, oh, I do 50 bicep curls with the 15s every time. It's like, well, you yeah. got benefit initially, but you're not getting benefit anymore. You know, one of the best tricep exercises is like the Tate press. I don't know if anyone's seen it, uh, but it's a particular type of press. Anyway, the reason I'm saying it is because Dave Tate invented the exercise. Okay. Just imagine how much variety he was looking for that he had to go invent his own tricep exercise. <laughs> like he would have tried everything. Yeah. And then he'd be like, no, everything is still not enough to hit the triceps in the way I want to. And this is someone that just takes their lifting very seriously. All the, the way to the point, he's inventing exercises. You know, and that's because, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows he could just stick to the main exercises, but he wants variety. Dave Tate's one of the most famous powerlifters, mm. I would say, in case you didn't know. Um, so next one I think we should be considering is consistency or you know, more commonly known as frequency. Um, and that is, I think this is one of those things that unless you're following a, a program that's taking care of it for you, you're probably going to either overdo it or underdo it. Very likely not do it the right amount. Well, I've been guilty of definitely underdoing it because I always would skip arms. It was like the end of the session and I'd be like, oh, there's something more important, mm. you know, to do than arms because I'm focusing on some sport or whatever to get better at. And it's funny because recently I've been doing Project Strong. Uh, that's had me doing arms in some format three days a week. Mm. Yeah, there you go. And I've been getting a way better response from it, like in muscle growth and also in just how my elbows feel. Uh, and yeah, like I think if you're not following a program, exactly what you said, there's going to be obviously some guys that just do it every single day. But mm -hmm. a lot of people, I reckon you could be underdoing your arms training. Yeah. Regardless if you're going for performance uh, or aesthetics. Yeah. No, I mean, really when, when I think about um, the frequency aspect of it and, and my progress over time is there was a stage there where I would train my arms so hard one day a week. Mm. So I'd do like 15 to 20 working sets, if not more, 25, 30 working sets of arms. And I would be like, I could barely hold my toothbrush that yeah. night. My arms are destroyed. I made very little progress back mm. then. But now when I do arms, I only do like five, maybe six, seven working sets a day, not even push close to failure. And I'll just do that as frequently as possible. Sometimes it might be four days a week, uh, most often three days a week when I'm doing project body. And that is this, it seems like that is just the stimulus that your arms need to they grow. They crave it. They actually they crave don't it. want to be sore, which yeah. is kind of weird. Like I, I neglected a bit of arm training this week and I got into the gym and I was like, all right, I need to make up because I missed, I missed an arm session. So I'm make up for it. I'm, do, I'm just going to put two arm sessions together. I was so sore that I honestly think I went backwards. Mm. I really think a good arm session leaves you the next day like almost pretty fresh. Like I don't think your arm should be smashed. And it's weird because we want it to hurt. We want to be really sore the next day. We want to squeeze that last set, like mm. do a crazy negative with someone screaming at you. But really you don't. You don't want to push your biceps and triceps to failure. Your body is trying to adapt, okay? It's not trying to fail. So it's important that when you're doing this frequent training is you're staying well away from failure. And it's about doing as many reps as possible, right? Think about... If you're a gymnast, right, and you're training, to, and gymnasts have some of the biggest arms, right, or even take it into maybe a non-sporting context, takes it into like someone building a house, right, the tradies. Tradies have giant forearms, right? Mm -hmm. They're picking up wood, they're hammering shit, they're drilling shit, they're, you know, putting stuff together all the time, they're gripping all day, every day. If they started their first three to four hours of the day going to absolute failure, if they were drilling and hammering to the point that they couldn't drill and That'd hammer anymore, they wouldn't, they wouldn't last very long. Yeah. 
but they're, f- they're using it all the time frequently and they take constant rest. Oh, I'm fatiguing a little bit. Just take a quick rest. All right, get back on the hammer. They've done that for years and years and that's why their arms, their forearms, their hands are so strong and so big because they're using frequency as that principle. So that's how you want to think about arm training, not ever really going to failure. It's just trying to get as much volume through them um, as possible in a way that's, that's really manageable. Uh, cool. So the next next point is uh, this actually one. This one came up with Juji Mufu. I think you'll remember this. Yeah, it's it's actually come up a few times on the show. Okay, I, I've had well, a few guests. Who else came that up for us? Uh, so we had it with uh, Max. Do you remember his last name? The guy that's like a very functional style of training. Okay. Uh, is it Max Tucker? Max Tucker? No, no, okay, no, no. <laughs> we've never had a Max Tucker on the podcast. <laughs> very famous guy. He does like, uh, yeah, he was like kind of functional training before uh, CrossFit came sure. around, Olympic lifting and and gymnastics. But both. Uh, have brought up and this is about hey you have to still include isolated training in yeah your arms, not just compound lifts and i think it came back both times because you know we're coming from more crossfit edge of things which pretty much has no isolation arm movements in a in, in most crossfit programs i think or the crossfit programs i did had no isolation work uh and i remember that juji mufu brought up hey my arms grow when i do isolation training yeah no, I think it's a good point. I think because, you know, coming from that functional fitness CrossFit background is you think to yourself, I mean, the, the CrossFit mentality in the old school days was we are anti-commercial fitness. And what was more, there's nothing more symbolic of commercial fitness than a bicep curl and a tricep extension. So everyone was like, we don't need that. And then over time, we started to realize, okay, actually, we need all tools. We need to be able to, you know, if our triceps are a weakness in trick press, we need to bring them up with tricep isolation exercise. If our biceps are failing on a power clean or on pull-ups, we need to bring up our biceps. And how you do that is with isolated targeted training. And like Raf just brought up, we've had multiple guests come on the show and tell us that they feel like the secret to growing big arms is through direct arm work. And it's easy to think, I'm doing strict press today, I'm doing bench, bench press today, I'm training my triceps. You are, but as a secondary mover. The main mover in a bench press is your chest, right? The main mover is your shoulders in a strict press. Your triceps are getting some work, but they're not getting that that isolated work mm. into your arms. And you're going to get big arms from benching and you're going to get big arms from strict pressing, but not you're not going to optimize the size of your arms if you're not doing isolation work. Exactly. And so I got the name now. It was Max Shank. And when we talked oh, yeah. about with him, it was actually was not growing your arms. I was coming, I was like, hey, I'm getting a bit of elbow pain. He was like, hey, definitely include some more isolated just bicep work, you know, mm. or tricep work to get rid of your elbow pain. And it did get rid of a lot of elbow pain that I carried chronically uh, during during CrossFit training because, yeah, you should be isolating that joint as well, not just doing compound. And I reckon a lot of the bullshit comes in is because <laughs> you get these, you know, jacked guys maybe doing functional training and they're like, oh, I don't train arms. You know, I just train the compound that's heavy. Mm. But they have a background in like bodybuilding training. Mm. What about the six years of yeah. arm training you did previously? Yeah. Or just genetically, some people have big arms. Like yeah. I'm not one of them. If you listen to this, you know, I'm definitely you know, not one. Probably not. You know, I used to play rugby with these guys. Yeah, I had bigger arms than I have now. I never touched a weight, right? Yeah. If you're not, it's like carbs. Some people have massive carbs. If you're not one of those people, then you do need direct arm training. Don't yeah. listen to the people that just always had big arms or did arm training 10 years ago and then don't, don't do it now. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you always look for who's made a significant amount of progress. Um, so definitely that's one thing to consider. Isolation, not just compound exercises. Um, the next thing I would say is like obviously heavy versus lightweights. Now, you can obviously, most people train their arms. They do north of like, 50, like 10 to 12 reps, 15 yeah. reps, right? So it's moderate to light. Yeah, that's how most people like to train their arms. There is a there is a place to train your arms for three to five reps. You know, I would I would just caveat that with sometimes it can get a little bit sketchy mm. when you're like trying to do an isolation exercise really heavy. So even though you're hitting those rep ranges, I wouldn't go like crazy crazy heavy on them. Um, but 
when you do say a bar a standing barbell curl like you can load that thing up pretty heavy you can put 40 50 kilos in the bar and do five reps now it's a lot of pressure going through your biceps so you're going to build this up straight away you're not just going to max it out straight away you're going to you can be injuring yourself here um, because you're kind of like really isolating it to one muscle group but that being said building it up doing some good progressive overload you can get some exercises like some barbell skull crushes some barbell standing bicep curls um, some cable cable uh, push downs they can get pretty heavy you can kind of like load the whole mm. stack up if you progress it over time but you'll never get there if you're always doing 10 plus reps there's actually room to do you know three to six reps in your arms training there are lots of powerlifting guys that do some triceps and bicep work in really low low rep ranges because they really want to strengthen the power of their biceps exactly and then i think the other side is true a lot of people don't ever do really lightweight yes you know 20, 30 plus reps yes. in a set, maybe in drop sets. They're just always sticking to that moderate zone. Like, oh, it's just, that's the arm training zone. Yeah. No, there's really good benefits. I think you can get with tendon health, with just pumping blood into those muscle groups by doing very high reps mm. as well, which is the reverse. And I think, yeah, most people are exactly what Locke said. Missing out on the heavyweights, I think they're also missing out on the lightweights. And this is really the variety point, right? Is like the reps are coming into it now as well and the weight. So you're doing heavyweights, you're doing lightweights, you're doing high reps, you're doing low reps. It's all kind of being connected into one thing so that's really one thing you you, you want to consider here is yeah this all rep ranges are up for grabs and all weight ranges are up for grabs here it's not it's not unique to um you know squatting and and, and deadlifting you know you can do what you well, like principles of compound exercises in isolation exercises okay really uh one of the final things here that i wanted to touch on and this is i think probably the one that is hardest to hear as a young lifter or as someone that hasn't made progress for a while uh and that is to just realize that a lot of the guys okay well there's two things here a lot of the people that you look up to so say if i was when i started my lifting journey say 11 12 years ago and i'm looking at where i am now I would think, fuck, I don't want to have to wait and train that long to get your result. How do I just get that faster? And that's the second component. Is there a lot of guys two or three years into the lifting journey who've made tremendous progress on their arms because they're taking heaps of steroids? So that's another thing to consider is obviously in the digital age, comparing ourselves to everyone, we don't know what they're taking and what they're not taking. Some of the, some of the biggest PTs on Instagram in Sydney are juice to the gills. People don't even know that. They don't, don't, not just Sydney. Oh, yeah, I know. Fucking well. Well, in our, <laughs> in our example, I mean, there's there's people that, you know, I'll, I'll, we're in this industry and people go, oh, what do you think about this guy? He's on the juice. What do you think about that guy? And then, you know, I'll be sitting around with people who know this sort of stuff and we go, man, are you serious? Like, come on. Like, yeah. Of course he's on the juice. Look at him. This, that, this, that. It's very, very obvious. And, I think it's just a dangerous place to go to compare yourself to start going, why are my arms not growing? Why am I not making progress here? Because the reality is, one, some people are taking a lot of juice. Their arms will explode once you start taking juice. And two, is like this stuff just, just it does take time. It's just like building any other physique. I guess because arms is such a focus for guys and they do consciously think, you know, arms is like one of those body parts, even more than like a chest or abs. It's like you're looking at them all day. Mm. So like if you've got pants on a shirt, right, you're looking at your arms in the mirror. Like, you don't look at your traps in the mirror. You don't look at your chest in the mirror necessarily unless you're hip at the beach, you know? Like, the, the the muscle that is exposed the most in your day and that you look at the most is your yeah. is your arms. It's, it's even kind of hard to look at your chest. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's easy to look at your arms. Like, you stick your arm out in front of you and you can, like, rotate it. You can, like, flex. You know, that's why people say, show me your biceps. Mm. And, and it's like, you hold your arm out and you flex. Or, show me your muscles. And people flex their biceps. It's the most visual on-point muscle in your whole body and so that's why i think 
you're constantly judging it. You know, you're constantly looking at it. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. You're constantly comparing it to other people's arms. And I just wanted to put this last point in to say like, just give yourself time. Allow yourself to just train, you know, follow a good program, eat the right nutrition, eat enough protein, be in a slight calorie surplus and just give it time. I do think there's an element of age that just comes with growing bigger arms. You know, you see that old man strength, right? Guys have been curling their whole life. I remember watching a um, bodybuilding video of, um, I think it was Flex Wheeler. And he was like holding a seminar and he was talking about his arms. And he's like, this is a Flex Wheeler bicep. He goes, this is a Flex Wheeler bicep. They go, what does that mean? He goes, you know how long I've been working on a Flex Wheeler bicep? He's like, I've been doing curls on this thing for 15 years. And I was like, yeah, the reason his bicep is so insane because this guy has been training his biceps hard for 15 years. With variety, consistency, <laughs> compound, everything. Everything we talked about. Everything, everything. And I just like... And steroids what? <laughs> for 15 years. That's a lot of steroids. Like, it's true though. Like, it, to get to that point, to put that much muscle mass on your arms, unnatural, right? Mm. Takes that much training. So just give yourself some time there. Don't rush it and just have faith in a good program. So, and don't forget to try before you buy. That's the order of, that's the order of arm training. Try before you buy. Well, I, look, the tricep is two-thirds of the arm, but the bicep is on show two-thirds of the time. It's always front-facing, bro. <laughs> you make that choice. <laughs> you make that choice. Um, okay. No, but it does look silly if you have two bigger biceps and small triceps. Um, okay. So, any, any parting words for listeners on arms? No, I just think, yeah, you know, if you care about aesthetics, you obviously train them. But if you don't care about aesthetics, that's where I think is the mistake I made. You should still train your arms. Yeah. It's good, good place to finish. All right, guys. So um, make sure that you check out our arms on Instagram, the Mind Muscle Project. And if you are interested in a program that is taking care of all the direct arm training for you, uh, you can go to, well, Project Strong does have it, but it's not the focus. Project Body is the focus. If there are direct arm days in that program, all the stuff I mentioned, progressive overload and all different rep ranges, tons of variety, heaps of bicep and tricep movements you probably haven't done before. Uh, you can get that program. Uh, we're doing an eight-week version of that program right now. So at the mindmuscleproject.com slash body, you can get the Project Body program for eight weeks. It's got plenty of arm training in there and plenty of tools that you'll just be able to take out of that program and use well into the future. Um, so guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you got some value there. Uh, if you did, take a screenshot, uh, tag us, share it, and um, we'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mindmuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask questions, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.